0: and we're back to the Dudes of Davy. My co-host Lonnie Greenberger is here, Stefan Miller, we are excited to be back using some brand new equipment that we are now officially learning about. But uh, we are excited to talk about a whole range of topics today. We got the Super Bowl, we have Tom Brady officially leaving the NFL, LeBron James, uh, one of uh, Lonnie's maybe least favorite tennis players, TBD, we'll see. But uh, what's going on Lonnie, how you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good, you know. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. It was kind of anticlimactic how they got there, but I really don't care because they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, For the second time in five years, hopefully we can win it again. Uh, I think this is the matchup that the NFL has been looking for. I think they made that pretty clear (laughs) in the fourth (laughs) quarter of the Bengals game. (laughs) 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 There might have been a signal. It's weird. Uh, But, yeah. I think it's going to be a a very interesting matchup uh, between Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And, look, I personally think the Eagles are a more well-rounded team. But there's some magic on the Chiefs' side where things can just happen quickly. Um, They don't need a complete team. They need basically three guys and some help. Listen, uh,
0: first and foremost, congratulations Obviously, as a diehard Jet fan, uh, I don't know what that feels like. I may never know what that feels like. So I will uh, I will enjoy it, you know, through you and through others in my life that are uh, diehard Eagles fans. And uh, in terms of this, the matchup, yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. Would I have loved to have seen the team that probably should have won the game, which is the Bengals versus the Eagles? I do. I think that might have been a better matchup. And uh, do I think the Eagles win this Super Bowl? I do. And I think we'll talk more about that next week in our, uh, in our feature pod dedicated to the Eagles and uh, some, uh, some surprise guests that will be joining us.
1: Yeah, we're excited for these guests. We have some diehard Philadelphia Eagles fans. This is going to sound like uh, WIP 610. We're, <laughs> I, th- I think we have a little bit of, uh, there might be a little bit of anger. They're still probably going to hate on the Eagles a little bit. It's going to be great. Well, that's what makes
0: the, but that's what's going
1: to make yeah. it great, right? I mean, like no, you're in the su- Super Bowl. In Super Bowl <laughs> week, there's still going to be a little hate. It's going to be awesome. It's going to feel like home. Uh, by the way, thank you to New York for giving us a little, uh, a, l- a little love with the Empire State Building. That was really nice of them. It was touching.
0: I can't say what I really want to say because uh, of, of the wider audience of young people that might be listening. But yeah, needless to say, I was uh, very disappointed to see the Empire State Building lit in the Eagle Colors. Then again, as a Jet fan, I just thought it might be Jet colors, and it was like a sympathy lighting, <laughs> uh, almost like a candle for remembrance of the days that the Jets made the AFC it Championship. Was a memorial <laughs> lighting. <laughs> so listen, you know, green is green, man. You know, green is money, green is the Jets. So, look, if it was the Eagles, it's the Eagles. What are you gonna do?
1: You're not, not to get too far off topic, but I think the Jets have something now, possibly to work with. So, you, you, you I, it, it could be looking better for you. I know you felt a lot of pain. You, there's. There's no such thing as feeling optimism. Listen, the last great quarterback we had was,
0: hold on, insert crickets. There was no great quarterback. (laughs) We've never had a great quarterback. So yesterday when they asked Aaron Rodgers on the golf course, where are you going? And one guy said, are you going to San Francisco? He's like, I won't be going to San Francisco. I heard that. So, hey, that's one less team that we're competing with.
1: (laughs) For sure. Speaking of great quarterbacks, uh, Tom Brady gave us another retirement, which was... uh, you know, it's it's time. I mean, can, it, it, it's absolutely time.
0: Can we say though what all most people feel, besides my wife and a few others, which is, I can't stand the guy. From a professional standpoint, I'm a diehard Jet fan. This guy beat our brains in for twenty
1: years. Yeah, I mean, he he's. An, I, I was looking at all of his like numbers. I think they put him on Sports Center, and it was like it was like a scrolling down of all of his like insane records and they were absurd it's like literally every major passing record he has in the playoffs you know wins everything it's like he, he owns the entire book of quarterbacking um he did play 23 years but he was basically there at like 18 years you know he just put them so much further out of reach
0: yeah look i mean obviously uh i can appreciate his game and i respect him as a professional. I think he's done it for an incredibly long time. He took care of his body, uh, and he really is. You know, with seven rings, it's incredibly hard to you know to not make the case that he isn't the goat in the NFL from a quarterback standpoint. You know, I think that we could talk about Joe Montana right now and all of his records, uh, and you know, I think he might have played you know half the amount of time, maybe fifteen years. I think you could talk about a few other uh, notable players, but. Quarterbacks get the most accolades, they get the most uh, records, and they really do win the most Super Bowl MVPs, right or wrong. Uh, do I think that Tom Brady, and we're just talking about Tom Brady right now, do I think Tom Brady had some incredibly good luck and had a top 10 defense 17 out of his 20 years? And Adam Vinatieri, who won a couple of those Super Bowls with a 48-yarder and a 41-yarder, yeah. But, look, it all goes into it, right? It's, you've got to be right place, right time.
1: The Seattle game. I mean. Coming back from the Falcons. Well, look, the comeback,
0: I will tell you that had he not had the comeback versus the Falcons, yes. I think we're having a different conversation. I just do.
1: I, I, well, I think Tampa Bay is huge, clearly. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a big one. I know. In, I his, know. in his notch. But, yeah, the, uh, the Falcons one. Was it was a huge, huge notch, and because everyone was, everyone was going nuts watching right. that.
0: Like, and after you actually think about it, and we're going to talk a little bit about LeBron later on. You know, mainly because Lonnie loves him, but we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about LeBron later on. I don't know if LeBron is viewed the same way if they don't win against Golden State after being down three one.
1: He's definitely not. Right. He's definitely not. I think he's. I think he starts to get closer to like the. He's still top, clearly top ten. Yes. I don't know if you put him in the top five without that Cleveland one. So I think it puts him there. It does. I think at the time he thought it put him over Jordan, but it, it didn't. Right.
0: But I. But I think though. So it's really interesting that we can identify one Super Bowl, right? We can identify one championship series that really does change history and change the uh, the the perception of you know two of the greatest players to ever play their games.
1: Right. I mean, it comes down to such small things too. That's why you know. Look, that's why it's important to continue to play hard. You know, we tell our we tell our girls all the time. We coach them play hard the whole game. You never know what can happen. Just keep playing hard because, frankly, LeBron Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot too. That's a big deal as well, right? We're literally talking about a sequence of events that we've chronicled on this pod. You know, those five or six seconds. You know, makes a huge difference in LeBron's legacy. You know, same thing with, you know, Brady, even Montana to a degree. I mean, you're talking about, you know, one field goal misses, you know, one catch along the sidelines, you know, Dwight Clark catch, you know, there's there's all types of stuff that happens, but you put yourself in the right position enough, and and it will be the right time, and you just got to keep playing hard, no, no matter how, how bad it looks. A hundred
0: percent, and I think, you know, you're touching on something else, which is a whole other topic, which is whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, it's a team sport. If you don't have those critical you know, role players and best supporting actors and actresses next to you, you can't pull it off. Okay, Tom Brady doesn't pull off that comeback without the, honestly, the 11 guys on defense who came in from the second half and held the Falcons to, I think, three points in the f- second half. Right. And he doesn't do it without um, all the other you know, weapons, including Gronkowski, like you said, with LeBron against Golden State, that wasn't LeBron winning that series. That was Kyrie Irving. True. I yeah. mean, as much as I really, really dislike Kyrie Irving, I mean, that was his money-making series.
1: Yeah, Kyrie, I mean, that shot clearly. But Kyrie had a lot of other plays that were, were huge, huge plays. I, you know, Le- LeBron clearly contributed. But that, Kyrie was, was key, and that, that's the thing. These are team games. There are... You know, there's 53 guys on an NFL roster. They all matter, right, when they go out there. You know, NBA, a little bit less, clearly. You know, there's maybe eight or nine guys that, that really, you know, get in the game each time. So, you know, what, what like, a Jordan or a LeBron does is, you know, it matters. It's magnified even more. However... Yeah, it's a team game. You 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 need to motivate your teammates too. That matters. It's not just your skill level. Um so yeah, you know, to kind of cap off Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. I think he is actually done. <laughs> thank God. Um cuz I can't go through this again. I think he you know, clearly changed the position from the standpoint of just just a pure passer a a killer, legitimately. He—that's what he was.
0: Well, I mean, again, we're—we're we're gonna wrap this up because neither you nor I want to spend too much more time on Tom Brady for many different reasons. But I think you have to tip your hat to his competitiveness. I think you have to tip your hat to his commitment to the game, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he—I mean, we don't need to get into the personal stuff, but he gave up years of being a—you a, know—a hands-on father. He gave up his marriage, his second marriage. So this is not somebody who took the game lightly, his, his preparation. Uh, I do think we will learn a lot more about what it was like to play with Bill Belichick. I think we'll learn a lot more about what it was like to play in that system, because just a quick reminder, when he went down, I think it was in 2008, Matt Castle came in and went 11 and five. Matt Castle for the rest of his career was 25 and 41 outside of the Patriots. When he went down again and Jimmy G and Jacoby Brissett came in, they were combined 3-1, and and Jimmy G went on to go to the 49ers and continued, unfortunately for his sake, to get hurt over and over. So Brady, incredible. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, The end of a true era, the end of a, a real era for a lot of different people. But I do believe we will learn a lot more about what it was like to play in that scheme and in that process because for 20 years, the Patriots had a culture of it didn't really matter who they brought in. Whether it was Julian Edelman or whether it was Wes Welker, whether you know whether it was you know you know they just they just were able to really make it work with almost all different types of players. But uh, yes, it is a it is official. Tom Brady has left, has retired, and now it's uh, now it's on to the to the next wave of amazing quarterbacks. Two of which we'll see in the Super Bowl.
1: Yes, and look, Mahomes is. They're already trying to extrapolate out. Mahomes possibly getting to Brady in a couple different you know, championships and MVPs and passing and efficiency and all that kind of stuff. It's a long way to go. I, look, Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, like just live watching. Um, I said that about Rodgers, Montana. Uh, Brady I thought was incredible, but I he didn't have – he he was just so consistent and just – you know he would just pick you apart, and every week you felt like he was going to win, um, and like he did have some highlight moments clearly, but there Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks that's just you know very special. So I think I think we're in a good place. I think you know as we talked about you know the Josh Allen's have a little ways to go. Exciting, uh, Jalen Hurts is exciting clearly. I I'm a little biased and, and love what he did this year, and he looks like he's in that mix. I am a believer now. Now that they're in the Super Bowl, all of them. <laughs> it it took me until Super Bowl week to believe in them, but uh, yeah, I think I think the NFL is in a good good spot from a quarterback standpoint. Now, now I think we can transition a little bit to, as we talked about, team sports, and how you know everyone on on the floor on the field matters. We're we're gonna go to a sport where you're out there by yourself on an island, and uh, it's pretty impressive that Novak Djokovic. Won his tenth Australian Open, uh, coming back to Australia after literally being deported um, the year before, and he now ties Rafa Nadal for twenty-two Grand Slams. And I think that you know, as we've said before, we I mean, we had an entire tennis pod, uh, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and uh, we we did say you know he needs you know he needs needs to go over like twenty-five Grand Slams for it to be like. A very very clear cut thing, you know. I watched him as much as I, I really. I, I don't like him that much, but as much as I don't like him that much, the respect I watched that match. I actually woke up early on a Sunday morning to watch that, um, and he he just dominated. It was it was ridiculous what he did. Um, he I mean he's the best player in the world. There's there's no question about it. At thirty five, he's he he's He's unbelievable. So I, I it's hard for me to say, but I think he might have the edge now. I think he solidifies it if he goes over. I think Margaret Court has 24, 25 Grand Slams. He becomes the the, the all-time Grand Slam leader, men or women. You can't debate that because it's also diversified, too. He's, he's got wins everywhere. But 10 in Australia is insane.
0: Yeah, listen. I mean, he wasn't even allowed to play last year. You you said it all. Um, Watching his on-court and off-court antics, I mean, they do drive you crazy. He seems like he just perpetually is angry and annoyed. And look, I mean, we had a homegrown version of that in Johnny Mac, right? So Johnny Mac, you know, you know, people do forget because he's become such an awesome announcer and celebrity post his tennis career. But you know, n- most people outside of the United States hated John McEnroe for his entire career, for the way he acted, for the way he behaved, for the way he handled himself. Uh, I don't see this as, I don't think that's that, that really is dissimilar except for the fact that the level of skill is so much greater. I mean, this is a true surgeon on the court. He he doesn't look, I mean, you know better than I do, having watched as much tennis and played as well, he doesn't look like he's slowing down. Uh, I, I don't know if what your thoughts are on the current competitive landscape because, you know, once you lose... Ra- um, Once you lose Federer, and obviously Nadal just can't seem to shake the knee injury, is the competitive landscape so that it—can anybody beat him?
1: Um, On hard court, I don't think so, to be honest with you. Even um, who was hurt, uh, the Spanish player who just won the U.S. Open. Um, What's his name? Alcaraz. Alcaraz, Wow. (laughs) Well, I was
0: was actually going to say Alcatraz, but I knew that was wrong. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, look— I felt like he had a chance, but he, you know, he's been hurt for a little while. He's a young player,
0: isn't he? Like, isn't he? 18? He's like eighteen, nineteen, <laughs> yeah, like super young. But but, but, but just but, but just he just was th- hurt
1: for the Australian Open, so like, I think he's the closest thing from a hard court standpoint. But look, you can't if Djokovic is still hitting the way he's hitting, you know, his some of these forehands were just lightning across. Yeah. I mean, they were they were unhittable. And if he still has that physical ability, there's no question he's smarter on the court. Uh, there's nothing that he hasn't seen out there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think there's a real chance he could get to uh, – do I think he can get to 30 grand slams? I think that's a lot to ask. I think, th- I think he can easily get to 25, 26, 27.
0: Did he commit to play in the uh, Miami Open?
1: Good question. I don't know that.
0: Okay, because obviously if he, if he does commit, I probably w- would like to see him in person. Because I think you know, it's been a while since I've seen him.
1: Right, last time was what us seeing him.
0: Yeah, last time we saw him, we we went to Luger's afterwards, and Lonnie's life changed forever.
1: Yeah, I I, I almost died from, <laughs> but it was you know what, it was worth it though. It was worth it. I would never had that bacon before. Yes. Um, I I went after everything that night, and then it it came back and and fought me but, all, all night.
0: But memories, memories forever. It was great. Yeah. That's uh, when
1: I realized I had a stomach issue, if, if I wasn't sure before.
0: So I'll introduce our, our next topic. You know, listen, uh, I know you wanted to talk about it, and I know you're right. Uh, so let's talk about the, uh, the elephant in the room. No, no, we
1: won't make it long. We'll keep it short.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, look, it's LeBron, right? It's LeBron breaking Kareem's record. It's LeBron becoming the all-time, you know, scoring leader ever, a record that will probably never be broken which is probably what everybody said about Kareem, but look how long it took to break it. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on how it? How, what are your thoughts on how it? What it is as a record on its own? And then what are your thoughts on, you know, a record in today's NBA?
1: So there's one thing that I want to get to even before we get we get into this, which is just I was thinking it's like so LeBron, um, and something probably one of the a good example of why you may not like him so much. I think he's been like playing the game a little bit of trying to figure out where he's going to break the record. And Mm -hmm. he did sit out a couple nights ago. I think he looked at the schedule and was like, I'm definitely breaking this at home, and wouldn't it be cool if I broke it on Thursday, February 9th, against uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Oh, isn't that amazing that Kareem's going to be in the house and he played for both teams? I, I think I, I it's it's looking like that's what's going to be um, he, on brand. He did score 26 points last night. They did win, so it's not like he was. But you know, he was passing a little bit more. <laughs> so I I think he's I think he's looking to get you know his 20 25 points the next two nights, and then I think he's going to go into go go to that home game against Milwaukee and break it. I I think it's almost like a conclusion.
0: I've never, I will never root harder for the Milwaukee Bucks than I will be to hold LeBron to under the record against them on Thursday night. I will legitimately go buy a deer and sit with it for the game, (laughs) okay, and rub that deer's antlers throughout the game and see if LeBron goes cold and can't break the record.
1: Nah, Giannis is too nice. Giannis is going to let him do it. I know. Um, it's going to be like the like the uh, stray hand sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good stray. analogy. He's going to be like oh my god I'm going for the block. Come buddy, on. buddy just go down. And yeah. then, go then down. he's going to hug him as yep. he gets the lab. It's yeah. going to be you know, I know. It's so super dramatic. memorable. Le- LeBron has scored I mean we're in the 38,000 range, right? He, this is his 20th season. You you can do the numbers by the time the season ends. You know, he's going to be at 39,000 points. You're talking about literally a 20-year career scoring 25 points a game but he's also what he also did this week too is and, and i get it it's a lot of games whatever he still doesn't have as many games as kareem i think he's top three or four in games but he's not at the top and he this week he went past steve nash and mark jackson to Become fourth all time in assists too, which is like kind of ridiculous. Well, it was over
0: a week after Russell Westbrook became tenth, so that's amazing.
1: Right, exactly. So <laughs> when you sent me that, it, it kind of discredited that a little <laughs> bit for me because because those were pretty empty. Um, but yeah, look, LeBron has a well-rounded game. It's very clear. We, you know, whether or not you like him or not, he's you know he's a top three player. It's him. It's him, Kareem, and Jordan. I, I think Jordan's the guy. And you know, everyone forgets how good Kareem was. Correct. But because, uh, you know, there's, there's always that recency bias. But, you know, what LeBron's about to do is amazing. He's 63 points away. Um, so, you but, know, odds are he'll do it in the third game. He, he may do it in the second game. The second game is actually at home. It's just not against Milwaukee. So there's no chance he's doing second it. Second game, OKC? I think so. Okay.
0: Listen, I, I'll say it. It's an incredible accomplishment. He's a remarkable player. Uh, I have to give him a lot of credit for doing it at the age of 38 right now. And if you just look at his whole season, right, this season he's having an amazing season. He really is. Now, granted, he's option one, two, and three on a team that's really struggling to find their footing. Maybe they're starting to. You know, they made the uh, Hachimura trade. They're trying to make another, you know, fairly large trade, which we'll get into sometime next week, you know, with the trade deadline being Thursday. But I tip my hat to... Somebody who's 38, who's playing really like he's 28. I mean, this guy's like—I think he's hitting like the 30-point mark consistently, grabbing the double-digit boards, still dishing out seven, eight, nine assists. Listen, he's an—he's not only an incredible player, but he's really just just a model athlete. Like this is a model athlete who I can only hope, and I know he's done a lot of good in his life, and he's given back, given a ton back to the schools in Ohio. I really want to see what he becomes post his NBA career. Because nobody loved Kobe Bryant, you know, as an NBA player, nobody said, "God, he's such an amazing person." And did he, did you really get to know him off the court? But off the court, he he morphed into this, you know, perpetual mentor, somebody who wanted to give back to everybody. Maybe LeBron will too. And so I will, I will hold judgment and reserve judgment. Do I love him? No. Uh, do I? Can I talk about a lot of things that I don't love about him? Yeah, but. You have to acknowledge, you know, who he is and what he's accomplished. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he does what Kobe did. And after he retires, he just has this incredible desire to give back. And he, he shares all of his knowledge with a whole generation.
1: I mean, Look, he does. I think he does. He has a school. I think he does genuinely try to do good in the community. I'm not sure he always hits the mark on it. But I, I think he, he really does try. Um, one thing with Kobe, though, is what I always thought was interesting with Kobe. And, you know, you hear all these stories now about how, you know, he would call players all the time and, and he, he, he would do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that nobody knew about. I don't think he was doing as much of that pre Colorado. I, I, I really. It, that's th- a, that's, there, that's there a was, tasty take. There were some tough things that came out about him. Colorado mm-hmm. you know, all the shack stuff I, I don't think he's an innocent bystander in that by any means he wasn't a great teammate was, I think after that he started to change how he did things um, I think
0: that's a really interesting take yeah. uh, one that would garner uh, some responses across the board uh, and I think we, you know we could talk about that another time when we dip our toe into the you know perception versus reality. And so I think that's that's well stated and well said. And listen, uh, for what it's worth, and we have no idea, but right now, you know, LeBron's off-court uh, brand is impeccable.
1: It is. It, <laughs> it really is. Uh, at, and I, in this day and age, right, with what you know, literally there every move a, you make, there could be a camera anywhere he is. Yeah. There wasn't one for Jordan. Correct. Um, and <laughs> the more we hear. <laughs> Uh, you know, Mike Mike did things his way. Um, you know, he was obviously incredible. He didn't he, he didn't really try to do as much off the floor. Um, I think he's trying more now. I think he, he's older, you know, he's but in his sixties. So I think he gets it a little bit more, but God he's they, in his sixties. Yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Right yeah, no he, he actually turned sixty this month. It's that's crazy. The fact that I know that. Is yeah, scary. no, it's, it's a crazy. testament to
0: your stalker skills. I right, think it's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> the,
1: the fact that I know that and I just said that out loud <laughs> is scary. Um, so, look and you know, get still staying on the NBA right now, um, because next we're gonna go to hockey. But staying on the NBA right now, like I, it's like amazing what some of these players are doing. Like we talked about, like Giannis has f- uh, three 50-point games in like the last this like, week. This week, yeah, it's, it's like, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like crazy. Like he and and. What's crazy is that like he's literally just running down he's running like downhill and just finds his way to the hoop all the time. And it's like he has a he has an okay, you know, shot now, but it's like he's literally just like like an athlete above everyone else in yeah. the NBA. We're like these are the best athletes in the world. He's just like a fucking like absolute freak athlete. Like we we may never have seen this.
0: No, I mean he he he, he can get to the hoop basically in two steps. Yeah from half court it's, it's like two to three steps and it's you know I've never seen anything like that, so
1: he's such an unbelievable finisher, like he can finish anything like even as as impossible as it looks he's amazing
0: well, we've talked about it fifty points in the game six clincher when they won the championship, yeah. seventeen of eighteen or eighteen of twenty from the free throw line, and he took and he I think he had one three pointer
1: that that says so much because clearly he's He's putting a lot of pressure on the defense. He's taking it to the hoop. But what I think has made him even more amazing is he, he said he works so hard knowing exactly the positions he's going to be in. Clearly a guy that does that, they're going to have no choice but to foul him. And he was not a good free throw shooter a few years ago. No. The fact that he's a much, much better free throw shooter, he is seven feet tall. He's, he's just a different thing. That, that, like, this is a completely, you know, we have a lot of, like, very different kinds of players in the league. Like, between him and Jokic and uh, Luka. Like, there's a lot of players, like, we've kind of never seen this sort of style. Like, I thought KD was like that. Um, <clears throat> LeBron's like that well, to a degree. Well, it's
0: size, strength, shooting, Yep. Uh, handle.
1: The handle is the
0: key. I mean, it, so. The, candle,
1: the handle at that size for all of them is what's amazing. Correct. Correct, and and the athleticism, and the fact that they don't get hurt as easily is also amazing. Um, so it, it's really cool what's yeah. going on in the NBA. Let us go to something you're actually attending this weekend, down here in South Florida is the NHL All Star Game. Are you excited?
0: I'm I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. Um, the only other All Star event I've ever attended was the baseball All Star game hosted at Yankee Stadium when Josh Hamilton went crazy in the home run derby. Uh, it was a great weekend taking the whole family this weekend, making them suffer and sit through four hours on Friday and four hours on Saturday of the skills competition and then the three-on-three tournament game. But, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing just a lot of Hall of Famers in, in, you know, up close and personal and uh, being around, uh, you know, I think the amount of different jerseys that will be worn in the crowd will be, uh, will be great for pictures.
1: For sure. I think it's a good venue, too. Uh, you know, you have a lot of different people. Right, exactly. You have a lot of different... Uh, yeah, people from you basically have no one from down here <laughs> living in Broward <laughs> County. So, so you're gonna have a lot of different jerseys. It's gonna be pretty cool. I think there's gonna be a lot of energy. Uh, I've always wanted to go to a skills competition. I guess I still have the chance tonight. You do, but,
0: but it's Broward.
1: Yeah, but I'm a little tired. So well, I, I don't know.
0: I'll leave you with this. Uh, excited for the NHL All-Star Game for the for everyone who's listening, who's attending. Um, you know, love to chat about it. You know, after the after the activities, but so. Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin have teamed up on one of the uh, skills competition, what, what, which, I, which I think is, re- I, th- I believe it's the, uh, the shooting one.
1: Oh, really? Oh, that's so
0: awesome. first time ever that those two are going to do something like this together. And, you know, we, we all know that there's a, a large crowd out there, an audience that, you know, Crosby Sid the kid, you know, top five, top seven ever, ever. Uh, and there's a whole contingent of people who, uh, can 't believe that Alex you know has gotten to this point in his career where he's going to be the all time you know goal scorer over the next couple of years, so it'll be really cool to see them in person along with that guy McDavid, who plays on that team in Edmonton
1: that guy' is unbelievable <laughs> I, like I said, I know very little about hockey, but when I watch that guy play, it's like you know that there's something very different going on there he's he, hockey's in a good place yep. um, it so, is cool that, that Crosby and Ovechkin are going to do something Yeah, together. I mean, those guys are, are the last two decades of the NHL. Those pictures, Th- be, those are the face of the Those NHL. pictures will
0: be good, like when they do the 30 for 30. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, so listen, so a little teaser. Next week, you got to tune in. We're going to have three diehard Eagles fans and an incredibly depressed and loyal Jet fan on a podcast talking about the Eagles talking about some things in Philly, talking about what it means to be an Eagles fan. And I think, you know, my co-host here is going to really have a good time uh, shooting the shit with uh, a couple guys from homegrown Philly. And uh, listen, it's going to be our lead into the Chiefs uh, Eagles preview.
1: Yep. There's going to be a little yelling, some negativity where it doesn't need to be. Maybe we'll be eating you know, pretzels and cheese sticks. Who knows? Ooh. Anyway, uh, enjoy the weekend. And uh, from the dudes of Davy, we'll talk to you next time.
0: Take care.